Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Part 2, Chapter 22. We had finished last week on 34, verse 34. So today we are going to do 35, 36 onwards. Now I will just give you uh, an idea about verse 34 from Chapter 22, that is Elements of Material Creation. The idea that the world is real or the world is unreal is supposed to be going around in most of our scriptures. Some people say that the world is real. Some people will say the world is unreal and it is full of maya. So what is real and what is unreal? And everybody comes up with their own speculations. They come up with their own ideas and they have this that everything that is happening to us is either real, I can feel it, I can experience it, I have this issue of, you know, I am going through my pains, I am going through my troubles. This is what everybody says on one side. And on the other side, there are people who will say, this is all unreal. Nothing is happening. You are just going through a dream. And this dream is like a daily occurrence. It is there today and tomorrow it will not be there. This is another person talking. So the first person says that I am suffering, I have pain, I have problems, I have this, I have that. And the other person says that it is not not such a great deal because everything is just an illusion. But in both the cases, in both the cases, there is one important thing they are missing. And what is that important thing? The one important thing that they are missing is addressing the divine. They have completely forgotten the true self and the divine and they are talking about themselves. Everybody speaks about I, me, myself. I am the sufferer. I have a problem. My world is crashing. My world is having a problem. There are so many issues in my world. And the second one says, the world is an illusion. Nothing is happening. It is there today, tomorrow it won't be there. And both are bothered about what is happening to them. Whereas the truth is, they have forgotten the divine. What is the divine? Now we are going to address this question from 35 verse onwards. So we are doing Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Chapter 22, Elements of Material Creation, Verse 35-36. Now this is a question which Uddhava is going to ask. Sri Uddhava said, O Supreme Master, the intelligence of those dedicated to fruitive activities is certainly deviated from you. Please explain to me how such persons accept superior and inferior bodies by their materialistic activities and then give up such bodies. O Govinda, this topic is very difficult for foolish people to understand. Being cheated by illusions in this world, they generally do not become aware of these facts. So continuing from the last verse, Sri Uddhava, that is Uddhava is the, you know, a Yadava. Yadava is the race from which Uddhava, Sri Krishna and all these people come from. So, Uddhava is asking Krishna, see from the last verse itself, whatever that you have said, I have understood. 
Why is it that people get deviated from this? Why is it that people forget the divine and why is it that they get attracted towards their own issues and the world's issues so much? They get deviated. They, you know, they overlook you. And why is it that these kind of people get more and more bodies to come back again and again? Now, Krishna is going to explain this in a very unique fashion. And Uddhav Gita is based on this information. What we are doing is Srimad Bhagavatam and the chapter, I mean so many chapters have gone by. This text is called Uddhav Gita. It is a complete uh, scripture by itself. If you are to just do Uddhav Gita, you don't have to do any other text. If you just do Bhagavad Gita, you don't have to do any other text. But Bhagavad Gita is a very tiny book. It's a very tiny book comprising of 18 chapters, maybe hundreds of verses, that's it. But Uddhav Gita is slightly more elaborate and it gives a certain more understanding about the subject. So now let us see what he says. So Uddhava is asking, then why do these people, the one who keeps on saying, I am suffering, I am suffering, I am suffering, and the, on the other side, the person who keeps on saying, I, this world is an illusion and I and I am lost in this illusion, there is Maya, God's Maya is all around me. Both these people have completely lost connect with you, with the Divine. So, do they get into the cycle of birth and rebirth again and again? And these are foolish people because they do not understand the truth. So, can you please explain to me about this? Lord Krishna said, the material mind of men is shaped by the reactions of fruitive work. Along with the five senses, it travels from one material body to another. The spirit soul, although different from this mind, follows it. Here we have distinction between the two. One is the mind, the material body on one side and second one is the spirit soul. Spirit soul is Jeev Atma. We have already discussed before that Atma, that means the soul, is no, not there in existence per se. But for the purpose of understanding, we have created an entity called a spirit soul. It is what we should term it only as a spirit. But we say that God is in everybody, so we call it spirit soul. So let us accept it at that. So... What is Krishna saying? The material mind of man is shaped by the reactions of fruitive work. You know, we are constantly doing some, some, some kind of a work. Now let us say there are people in this world who are politicians. Now what are they doing? They are politicians, so they are sometimes they are ministers, sometimes they are prime ministers, sometimes they are presidents, sometimes they are working in local parliaments, you know, local groups, so on and so forth. They are always standing for elections or they get selected. Their job is just to keep on going ahead and ahead and ahead and ahead in the same domain. Likewise, there are people who are working for organizations. Now today there are people who are working for information technology. 
Now they have been working from the age of 21, 22 onwards and they just keep on working. Some people are involved in the retail business, some people are involved in aviation, some people are involved in some other kind of business and they are constantly doing that. While they are doing that, their mind is shaped by that. The concept of mind is going to get introduced in the coming few verses. So what is this thing that we are talking about? It's a very very interesting idea called the mind. Now those who have done Avdud Gita, there is a verse where my Gurudev Dattatre says, the mind is an illusory creature. The mind actually doesn't exist. And 99.9% of the people in this world will say you are man. Mind exists. I have a mind. I have a thinking mind. I think in my mind. So the answer to that is given over here. The mind gets created. Now you will say how does the mind get created? A simple example. There is a rock. There are rocks all over the world, isn't it? And you will find there are many rocks. But can you sculpt an image of some deity out of the rock? Of course, you can. So can you say that that deity was there in the rock? You can't say that. You can't say that, but the deity existed, isn't it? So you made an image out of that rock. So was the rock having the image or did the image come after you sculpted it? <coughs> now this is a very, very strange thing. So we have to go with the premise that the image existed in the rock. Likewise, a man says, mind exists in me. Is it there? No. You give shape to the mind. Who is giving shape to the mind? You. You yourself are giving shape to the mind. And this is a very very interesting concept. Please understand this. Now, there is a very great, uh, you know, self-help person. His name is Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins is a, is a very great motivator in this world and when you attend one of his seminars, he will ask you questions and he will say, Oh, do you do this? Do you do this? And his seminar is full of all four letter words and all. I mean, every sentence of his is that. And he will ask you certain questions. And then you say, you know, I have a difficult relationship with my husband. I have these problems in my world. I have these problems. And then he solves your problem. You yourself solve your problem. So now tell me something. Whether the problem was there in the first place? So the answer would be yes. Was the problem solved by him or was it solved by you? No idea. But when the person goes out of his conference, everybody is charged and everybody says, Yes, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. Okay, 
isn't it the same thing that happens in the church or isn't it the same thing that happens in temples when you go and stand in the big queue over there and you pray to god and you pray you know when the sermon is going on in the church everybody is going oh my god this is what i'm saying oh yeah and the choir is doing something after the sermon is over after the speech is over after everything is over you get out of that place the place of worship and you are so charged i yes i can do it i am who is capable of doing did that god inside give you that charge or did you yourself get charged this question you need to ask yourself so the answer to this is given in this verse you have created the mind you have created this entity within yourself i can do it did you understand so krishna is telling you over here the mind comes into existence with your persistence you actually create that entity one more example i will give you you see in your school sometimes you have the singing competition or some some kind of a debate or some kind of a elocution going on and in that some people will say hey come on you go and sing and he say no, 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 no i am not going to sing but no 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 you can speak you can sing you are very good at it and you keep on saying no 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 and suddenly one of your friend pushes you in front and says come on you go and sing or you go and talk and then you stand over there you know trying to do all kinds of things and then suddenly and then you spout magic what happens to you you start singing you start talking and you give a speech and the whole class is having pin drop silence everybody is listening to you your teacher is also very much you know entranced by what you are saying then what happens and then you realize that you can speak so was the ability in you and was it someone outside who pushed you to understand that you are capable or did you do it on your own this question you need to ask yourself at that point in time you will realize that you have created this creature within you who is capable of doing something and that is called the mind the mind has told you you can do it i hope you understood this till that point in time the mind was oh, i don't know it's not capable and you are telling yourself i can't do it and then you say i can do it you know there are two actors over here or maybe three four actors over here in this group now they have gone to acting school and <laughs> actors academy and some have acted on stage and these people thought i could act but never had the guts to act somewhere down the line something you know like i say in hindi chabi bhara <laughs> i mean some of you will definitely know what chabi bhara means somebody gave and provoked you and said come on come on you can also do it and this person has gone and stood in front of the camera or in front of the stage and had done it this is where you have created 
a mind which tells you you can act but till that point you were always afraid and you were not even willing to do anything is the same case where you go for cycling you weren't aware that you could cycle you see when you were a kid you were not aware that you could cycle as a kid you were not aware that you could drive a car but today you are driving a car today you are riding a cycle everything you are doing how do you do it that means the ability is there we say we say everybody is able able bodied people of course they are able or able minded the concept of mind has again been introduced over here so he says all the activities these are called fruitive activities whether it is elocution whether it is debate whether it is singing whether it is dancing whether it is acting painting you name it everything is called an ability and this ability is fruitive work you are doing something about it it involves fruitive work it generates a certain action and a reaction it's a fruitive job so this fruitive work shapes your mind okay how does it shape your mind let us say you have started drawing something okay in the initial stages your art is pathetic nobody wants to look at it i'm sure those who have seen salman khan draw will understand this <laughs> being human okay everybody understands you know that oh somebody's drawing is not good but as you grow as you try to understand more and more you become a good painter you become a great artist similarly when you are doing something in life let us say you are attending a particular you know job first day on the job everybody is going to bully you everybody in the office is going to come and bully you and say hey, you don't know where you have joined this is the horrible place this is not a good place but then you persevere and when you persevere you continue with that job for some time at the end of the month you have realized that you have a lot of problems which you have to overcome and as you proceed further and further you will find that at the end of the year you have become an expert when you started you wanted to do all the jobs over there you see every job in the office you wanted to do at the end of the year you have become a specialist in a job and a specialist in avoiding jobs understand what i'm saying specialist in avoiding jobs you know there are lots of these people who will come hey come on you do this for me and you know very well to tell him uh, sorry i am busy i have got other job to do you see boss has given me this 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 to do i have to finish it at the end of the day how can i do this job but do you remember yourself at the beginning of the year when you started the job you wanted to do everything over there now what has happened have you become an expert in something you have told your mind something ye sab jo hai all these people around you are fukat company you know they are free you know free loaders as you call them you know free free loaders 
they want to get their job done and they will give it to you so come up with reasons why you cannot do the job i told you about office even in marriage it's the same thing you see when a person gets married enthusiastically one of the person one of the spouses is willing to do x y z all kinds of things say the man is very chivalrous you know he will pull the chair for his wife in the beginning of course and he'll he'll say oh this is tea for you he will do all kinds of things he will hold the bag you know when they go shopping he will hold the bag after that what happens maybe a year or 6 months or 8 months down the line he will say i'll sit in the car you go and get your stuff is that so i'll sit in the car you go and get your stuff and when the baby comes what happens i have extra work in office i'll be coming very late why is he coming late because he doesn't want to change the diapers he doesn't want to do anything or maybe it's the other way around the wife says you know i am going for some 7 days with my uh, team to some other place so please take care of the baby <gasps> and this man gets the shock of his life he says oh my god i am supposed to take care of the baby just imagine in those 7 days the baby gets so much used to him that after that the baby says dada i want you to do this for me finished your life is over after that you know what happens after that every job is dada's job it's not mama's job <laughs> it is such a common phenomena in this world you have to realize this then what happens then the mind comes into play and then you have fights what are the fights the fights are i am doing everything you are not doing anything isn't that so in our life we have this this kind of situations and this is created by this materialistic mind the fruitive work shapes our destiny shapes everything in our life this is now the mind has got assistants you know assistants all the secretaries and everybody around who are those the five senses huh <laughs> these five senses are traveling along with the mind or should i say the senses are traveling with the mind they are going along together and they shape our destiny now what do they do they control everything that happens around us the database is stored within now think what did i say in the initial stages you were doing everything after a few months you are not doing anything except what you should be doing that's it now what happens after that you have sanctioned yourself more and more lives and every time when you die you are carrying forward the database from the previous life 
So I will elaborate over here how this happens. Now last week also I talked about Weinstein. This week I am not going to talk about him. I am going to talk about other people in this world. Okay. Now <laughs> there are 15 more people who have come up in this last 15 days time. Okay. What happens to them? Now, there is a very great actor. I don't want to name him. Now, this actor says, Oh, when I was doing this particular episode, there was this young boy. And this young man today who has become older has come out and told the world that this is what this great actor has done to me when I was a young person. And this great actor has publicly said sorry. He says, I'm sorry, I don't remember what has happened. I want you to think very carefully. Let us say one person, this older person today, has molested this other person when he was just 16 years old. Just think about this. As per the law of karma, as per the law of karma, what is the judgment that you will give to this person? The answer is, you will say, oh, he should be put in jail, he should be behind bars. But does that solve the problem? No, it doesn't solve the problem. The problem still exists because that young man was just 16 years old and this person was an elderly person. How is the equation there today? You mean to say that this person should do something to that person now? No, that still doesn't solve the problem. So it creates a loop in the system. The loop is this person who is 16 and this person who is maybe at that time 35 years old will have to reverse. You know? reversal of roles but then how can this person who is 35 become 16 again it is not possible in this life so it has to be another life where the reversal of role has to happen so this person who is 35 will now have to become 16 year old in some life of his and this person who was 16 will have to become a 35 year old in some life of his. And then the reversal of the role happens and then the equation is settled. Doesn't that translate into multiple lives? Think about it. A, a child which is born lives for one year and dies. How is this possible? Maybe somebody has killed that child. How can that child equate with that person? Not in that life then, it has to be in some other life. So do you see that these fruitive actions, fruitive action, that means what? Fruitive action was, first one was rape, second one was murder. These fruitive actions have to be fulfilled in some other life. And that is the reason why every man creates karma. And this karma is embedded in the system. It's written, hard-coded 
you know those who are in the IT industry will understand what is hard coding mean. It is hard coded into it. It's literally like an embedded system. And that embedded knowledge has to come out in some other life. So see what he says over here. Along with the five senses, it travels from one material body to another. The spirit soul, although different from the mind, follows it. Now, if the mind, the senses have hard-coded this knowledge within the body itself, somewhere in this mind, it has to go to another body. So the body and the mind goes to another body. This whatever that is inside. You see, remember this body which is called the physical body dies, isn't it? But I told you the subtle body called the mind body and the intellectual body, it has to travel to another body. This body will be another kind of a body. So it takes another body and once it travels over there, it needs to be alive. A dead body cannot repay, isn't it? So to be alive, you need the spirit body with it also. So the spirit travels along with the body to this one. So did you get this point? So this verse is explaining how to repay the karma, one has to take multiple bodies and go from one to the other. The mind, now the next verse says, the mind bound to the reaction of fruitive work always meditates on the object of the senses. Both those that are seen in this world and those that are heard about from the Vedic authorities. Consequently, the mind appears to come into being and to suffer annihilation along with its object of perception and thus its ability to distinguish past and future is lost. I know the verse is very very complex but I will break it down for you. The mind bound to the reactions of fruitive work always meditate on the object of the senses both those that are seen in this world and those that are heard about from Vedic authorities. Now how does the mind react? The mind is looking at the work that is getting done. We are doing certain jobs. We are doing certain fruitive activities. Some work is happening in our world. It meditates on the object of the senses. What does it do? It dwells on those objects. How does it dwell on the objects? Examples. Now let us say you have seen a film hmm? or maybe you have seen a serial. And in that serial, you have seen a very beautiful person or a very dangerous person. You know, this is a Halloween. And in the Halloween, everybody gets scared, literally. I mean, you are supposed to scare everybody. <laughs> so, now you have seen a movie. Now, in that movie, you see this character, which is very deadly. And he moves around with a, with a knife. Now you saw this movie, say 6 to 9, and you have gone home. You know, in your dreams, this person will come and stab you. And you wake up sweating all over and say, Oh my God, he had come to stab me. 
he remains in your mind likewise when a man sees a beautiful woman she remains in his mind the picture is embedded inside you go to a beautiful place let us say a beautiful scenery somewhere you look at the scene and you say ah and then it gets embedded in your mind so any job that a person does it gets embedded inside the reactions of all fruitive work a person meditates on that meditation basically meditation means everybody thinks that you sit in one place and do om 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 there is nothing like meditation okay please let me tell you this this much all the nonsense that is given out in this world about meditation ask yourself this question have you ever seen jesus christ meditate the answer is no never i only heard about him going on the cross correct have you ever heard of krishna sitting and meditating anywhere okay he is lagaving chabi to everybody in this world okay he is playing with his gopis he's got those 16000 wives i don't know what all he does think krishna has no time for all these things talk about all these great souls in this world i don't think they ever did yoga or they did meditation but the world today is going towards meditation i don't know for what reason of course you can sit in one place and just think about some nonsense and yes you can tell the world yes i was meditating i we have great uh, stalwarts in our world who will say you know okay now you sit in one place and you know they have they conduct classes they conduct classes and they say oh i meditated for 10 hours if you know that you have meditated for 10 hours then it is not called meditation you understand what i'm saying meditation doesn't translate into number of hours meditation doesn't translate into i sat for 15 minutes what are you talking meditation doesn't connect with this world and the clock also it doesn't connect with the body oh i started becoming un- uncomfortable you know sitting in that position oh you told me to sit in padmasana and padmasana is a very difficult position you know my legs were aching my back was hurting then i'm sorry you have not meditated at all so don't don't say that you have meditated meditation is thinking on certain things you know if i keep on thinking about some i imagine you are hungry okay right you are hungry and you are thinking of pizza ah you are meditating on pizza that means you got the point you are thinking about pizza all the time or you are thinking about something thanksgiving dinner i can only think of that yum yum <laughs> likewise in diwali we think of sweets yeah those who didn't get sweets are going to get very angry <laughs> but this is how it is you are meditating on the objects likewise everybody in this world meditates on the object meditates means actually thinks on those objects Hmm? Have you seen people who stand in front of a camera and they speak? Now you see my eyes. I am looking at you. Actually, I am looking at the camera. Okay, I am meditating on the camera. I am focused on the camera and I am looking at the camera. 
and that means I am not paying attention to anything except myself. Did you get the point? Thinking about your own self is called meditating. I, me, myself. And this is the nonsense we have heard. So Krishna is telling you over here, meditates on the object of the senses. Okay? Meditate on the object of the senses. You see, I recently went to the Himalayan region and I, there were two goons who were driving the cars. I mean, they were, I will call them goons is because they were, they were Kapaka Mawali type of characters. Okay? And they, they, one of them was driving the car and the other one was bullshitting all the way to glory. And he was telling me about all kinds of things. And in a close car, this guy was farting away to glory. And you can imagine, you know, I was getting so irritated with him. My mind was constantly thinking, you know, this, I want this guy to get off somewhere. No, no, it, uh, you, you may say it's a dirty thing, but I, please understand one thing. Uh, there is a Jimmy Kimmel's interview, you know, in Jimmy Kimmel Network. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence has taken an interview with Kim Kardashian. Okay, in that she asked this question also. Now, it's a normal thing for people in the normal world, but for those people who are prudes, they will say, ah, I don't know those kind of things. But remember this, this is what we are constantly thinking about. Alright? And we should never become a prude. We should never say, no, oh, I don't know this kind of thing. Forget it. Everybody does it. Alright? So, the mind is constantly traveling in these kind of things. It is telling you, oh, this is going to happen, that is going to happen, you pay attention on this, you pay attention on that. When your mind is traveling with the senses and the sense objects, two things have happened. One is what you experience through your senses and the second one is what is written in the, by the Vedic authorities. What is written by the Vedic authorities? I will give you an explanation. You see, when you were growing up, your parents said to you, don't lie, don't tell lies, don't do this, don't do that. You know, they have given you a list of things not to do and to do. Isn't it? Our parents and our teachers are very good at giving us a list of things to do and not to do. And in that to-do list, you have been told, don't smoke, don't drink, don't do this, don't do that, all those things, you know, not to do. But to do, be nice, be disciplined, get up early in the morning, pray, all this, these are the do's and that side is the don'ts. These are called injunctions. They are the do's and the don'ts of this world. And scriptures, that means the holy book somewhere also tells you this is the do and this is the don't. Those who are Catholics, Christians, they will know there is a very great book which says huh, Ten Commandments. He says you can't do this and you can't do that. These are basic rules of this world and they are called the Vedic injunctions or somebody somewhere has given us these rule book. You cannot do this and you can do that. Once these things come into the play, 
once these vedic injunctions all the do's and the don'ts and what you do in this world comes into play when this together comes into play you know what happens action and reaction happens how does action and reaction happens the do's and the don'ts will tell you uh uh-uh, uh you are doing something wrong you are doing something wrong your mind tells you this isn't it huh imagine you are gone to a hotel you are gone to a hotel and it's a nice five star hotel that you are staying over there for the weekend and first day they give you a toothbrush and all and then they give you a soap then they give you some shampoo something like that and you like the soap and you like the shampoo and you put it in your bag and you tell the guy who is you know coming to your room can you give me an additional when you are leaving the hotel you are thinking i have taken two bottles of shampoo i have taken two soaps from there oh you have taken so many things and the thought crosses your mind is it right or is it wrong <laughs> do you understand this did i do the right thing or did i do the wrong thing this is what our mind tells us it is called vedic injunction it's the rule book says you can't do it and you have done it ah huh? you know i mean those who have gone to the loo they know that there are a pile of you know uh, napkins and stuff like that you know over there invariably there is a person who will pull 10 of them out and put them in the bag and go out why no i want to when i am going out over there i will use it but it is not meant for taking home it is meant for keeping over there so that people can use is the same thing when you go to a mcdonalds or a kfc or some such place if they give you one paper napkin you will say can i have four more why do you need four more maybe your face is so big that you want to clean it with four napkins i mean think about it and at the end of it i mean basically this is what people do they will pack the stuff in their bag right <laughs> there is one instance where i had gone for i, I was staying in some hotel in dubai and uh, in this there was this chinese lady and you know morning breakfast was free you know like when you pay for the hotel the breakfast is free in some places and this woman you know what she did there were boiled eggs she pocketed those boiled eggs you know four five of them she put them in her bag and this fellow who is seeing from behind the uh, the steward over there he comes and he says madam you are not allowed to take those and she is talking to him in chinese so that that fellow will not say anything <laughs> and finally he had to tell her no you cannot take those boiled eggs with you now think about it you might have taken two or three boiled eggs like that some fruits you have pocketed them you have put them in your bag and gone out of that place doesn't it you know go in your head oh i must have done something wrong now this act which we say as right or wrong i have still not said the right act the right act would be you will find that you have gone for a race and now this is a paraplegic race you know paraplegic olympics i'm sure you know hmm? now there is this young boy who is running and he suddenly falls down because he is paraplegic so you go in the field and you make him straight and then he goes running 
and then you cheer him on yeah 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 come on come on you can do it you can do it and finally the boy crosses the line are you happy about it you helped him now this is the help that you have given so you are very mighty pleased about it you are patting your back and saying oh you have done a great job this work which you do this action which you do is called fruitive action fruitive action and they are governed by the do's and the don'ts of this world so one is a right action and one is a wrong action hmm? and both these actions they are either you think about it yourself or some authority somewhere has told you this is right and this is wrong when you think about the action i have done something nice or i have done something wrong that is the time mind was created did you understand this mind took birth at that point in time now another explanation mind takes birth and mind doesn't take birth you see when you are driving or when you are walking you suddenly see something maybe you see a dollar lying on the on the grass over there you pick it up and you put it in your pocket and you don't even think about it or maybe when you are walking down the street you see a poor man and you give him 5 dollars or you give him some money and you don't think about it or you have done something you have gone to the hotel and there was this extra brush which was there you just put it in your bag and you are not even thought about it it is maybe 2 years later you see oh i had gone to this hotel in las vegas okay because you see the insignia of the hotel that is the time you realize but till that time you have not realized did you see that the mind has not come no mind status when you have not thought about that thing it means mind has not come no mind is interfering in your world so we say it is a mindless act have we always said these words mindless act just doing it because it has to be done is called a mindless act and when you do it and think about it you have created the mind that means thought about the actions i hope this is clear one is an act which happens with your mind i did something i didn't do something both these create the mind and when you do it just like that and you don't even know about it it is called a mindless act when the mindless act is done karma is not accrued but when you do it thinking about it i loaned this person the money i gave him 10 dollars or i have done good to this person i have given this person a job i have done this 
or I am suffering because of this person. This person hit me. This person has done this to me. When you think about these actions, it is called activity with the mind. And you have created a mind. But when you do not think of these actions and they just happen on their own, it is called a mindless act. When the mindless act happens, karma doesn't accrue. Now think about it. Ram Krishna Paramahansa was a great sage. Swami Vivekananda was his disciple. Hmm? What did he say? He said, Ma, Ma means mother, God. You are the operator and I am the machine. You, God is the operator and I am the machine. Does a machine do acts which it is programmed to do? Yes. Does it use a mind? No. The machine doesn't have a mind. It is programmed to do certain actions. So in this world, if you are programmed to do certain actions mindlessly, it doesn't accrue any karma. This is a very, very deep philosophy. Please understand this. Actions which does not involve your mind and are done as a normal flow of activity doesn't accrue karma. So, if there is no karma accrued, then future lives do not come into play. It's a very natural thing, isn't it? Consequently, the mind appears to come into being and to suffer annihilation along with the object of perception. And thus, its ability to distinguish past and future is lost. What happens in the past and the future? If you have done certain action, you are thinking about that action. You have created a karma. But after some time, you have forgotten about it. But, is that action embedded in your system? Yes. The database was created because you thought about it. Many years later, the database still exists. You have not used an antivirus or you have not defragmented your hard drive. Defrag, you know, defrag. Remove all the kachara from your hard drive. You have not done it. You know, if you don't do it, what happens? It will come back to you again. Isn't it? So this hard drive which a human being has, which is what we call as the mind, it has everything embedded in it. It is written, hard-coded. If it is hard-coded, it is going to continue in your life again and again and again and again. What is the solution? I told you the solution just now. Defragmentation. You know, defragmentation... Or you can go and clean the system. Hmm? Now who can clean the system? So the person who is involved is called the guru. He is an expert in cleaning systems. Okay, His job is that only. What does he do? You take him, you know, he is like a person who is like a, a laundry mat. You know, laundry mat, you know. Uh, you give your clothes over there which are dirty and they will come out clean. So he is a laundry person. 
Alright? He is a person who cleans the whole system up for you. So, the reason why a guru is involved over here is because of this. Normal human beings don't know how to get out of these actions and these acts. And they have acumen. Now think about it, you know. In this life, if you have a, a million acts done, actions, which you have thought about, what about the previous lives? The previous lives have a million and a million and a million and a million. And by the time you total it up, it would have crossed a trillion. And those actions have to be repaid, isn't it? So that means, have you not sanctioned yourself multiple lives? And this is why the the reason why we all get rebirth is because of this. We have to repay. Repayment has to happen. Somebody asked me a question. If I say, I have gone bankrupt, does that onus go away from me? You know, I told this person, I said, see, bankruptcy may be there in the United States or other countries. But in India, if, if the man has some loans or something like that, if they don't pay, then their children have to pay. And if the children cannot pay, then their children have to pay. There is nothing like declaring bankruptcy in India. Got it? Somebody has to pay for it. In the same way, in USA, they have declared bankruptcy. Somebody has declared bankruptcy. There are a lot of stringent rules over there. And these rules come into play. But, if somebody has declared bankruptcy to the tune of $5 billion and that person says, Oh, I don't know what to do. I cannot pay you. What happens to those people who have done that? You know, Do you remember that uh, Sally May and that big issue that happened? Huh? Those two uh, agencies and then there was the, um, uh, you know, the crash in the Wall Street. Very, very much uh, in your memory. What happened to those homeowners? What happened to the people, those who had taken loans? What happened to the people, those who were given loans? What happened? Did they ever get paid? Please understand. This world is a place where equalization has to be done. Both your balance books, you know, your account books, you, you know other account books? There is a chief accountant somewhere, you know. He, you have to balance your books. Your debit and credit have to become nil-nil. Nil on this side, nil on this side. If you don't do that, it continues. Huh? Then we call it an ongoing account. You need to settle your accounts. Accounts have to be settled even if it is one rupee, one dollar. You still have to settle your accounts. And this account settling has to be done. So, the person may forget he has done something, may forget lot of things, but it has got embedded in the system. And once it is embedded in the system, there is no way out of the system. You have to pay for it. How many of you are fans of Star Wars? Lot of you are fans of Star Wars. You know, our great friend, okay, 
who was there in the first episode is now somewhere in some mountain. Okay, he is doing meditation over there. Princess Leah is dead by the way. But here we are talking about this great guy and he is somewhere in the mountain doing his meditation. Now you will say when all these other episodes were happening, why was this guy not there? His name is Mark Hamill. I mean those who know. I mean if you follow Star Wars you will know. So what was he doing over there? I will give you the answer. Okay. The answer was released in the last week edition. Last week. A comic book came out where it was mentioned that he is not supposed to take part in any activity. Whether this world is ending or something else is happening. He cannot take part in any activity. Why? Just like our Babaji's in the Himalayas, those who go on the spiritual path are not supposed to take part in any materialistic activity. Did you understand this? So I am going to end over here with the revelation that Mark Hamill cannot take part in any of his worldly activities because he is now not allowed. He has become like a sadhu baba. You understand sadhus, saint? So he has become like that. He has gone to the mountain. He is doing all his meditation and stuff like that. And he is not supposed to get involved in any activity. So when his daughter or granddaughter or whoever she is, when she meets him, she is going to ask this question. So in the next episode, he will tell you the answer. Before that, I have already told you. Because you see, that comic book was telling the answers. <laughs> okay, so some revelations about Star Wars also. So I will go to stop over here. And we will do a small recap about what happened in two minutes. First and foremost, what we started with was called the mind doesn't exist. But... The mind gets created when human beings interact, react. They come into some kind of a fruitive work. They do certain actions and then the mind comes into play. When a man thinks about an action, it creates a loop in the system. Every action has to be repaid back. So there are two kinds of things which you have to remember. Any action that is done with the mind at play has to be repaid. It is called karma. Any action which is done without the mind into play is not a fruitive action. It's a natural action. It doesn't involve karma. So we are going to end over here.